This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line. Or do cross the line. I'm not really sure if you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I don't know. Whatever. You get it. TNA Wrestling. Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 90 of the TNA Cross Line Podcast. I am Bob Collin Jr. And with me as always is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, this week is the episode that I have been dreading since we've started this podcast. Now, our longtime listeners may remember that I believe in the introduction of this podcast. I said, Dallas, there's a couple of times on this show where whether the booking is bad or just maybe a show is awful that I'm going to be dreading it. And then you were like, well, be sure to tell me when that happens. Well, I'm pretty sure today is one of those days. Because it's America's X Cup again between Team UK and AAA. And I will let you take one wild guess as to what team I am dreading the most of seeing. Dallas, are you looking forward to uh, another America's X Cup show or what? Bob, I um, No. I think I'm I think I'm like kind of over these like X Cup specials. And I think my biggest issue with it is the format. Right. Yeah. So I mean we got four singles matches, two tag team matches, and then an eight man elimination tag at the end. That's a lot. Um and I think if they mix up this format, I may not dread this as much. But I guess I don't know what else they could do. Um, maybe just introduce some more people. And maybe the final, the guy, maybe there's different guys in singles matches. So they'd have bigger teams technically. And then they still kind of could have that elimination match at the end with the same, you know, the main teams or something. I don't know. So there's something's got to change for me. Um, but at least according to our rumors, from the Wrestling Observer newsletter that we read uh, last week, we discussed that they they may be taking a bit of a break, and in May it may be potentially one of our last tape shows. Uh, so that makes me feel a little bit better about it. However, uh, Team UK, who literally we uh, pretty much saw come out, I think it was last week's show. They talked for a second, and that was it. They didn't tell us their names. They didn't have a match. They just talked real quick with Dave Taylor. Squire um, Dave Taylor. Squire Dave Taylor. Um, so uh, if, if Team UK isn't the team that you're looking forward to, not looking forward to, I should say, then I don't know what is. I mean, even Hoovy's not on Team AAA this time, Bob. They replaced him with Heavy Metal. Yeah, but at least AAA is, uh, you know, those, those guys can actually work. Right, yeah. I mean, we've gotten a, used a to... compelling style of wrestling. I mean, I I know who uh, I knew who Hector Garza was before seeing him here, but um, and I I'm pretty sure I knew who Mr. Aguilar was before, but I didn't know recognize his name. So if I looked at this card before I watched any of Team AAA wrestle before, I'd be hating myself right now. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think you should be terribly proud of that because you didn't know who Nikita Kolak was. That's not true. And everyone listening knows this. If you listen to the episode where you unmasks, I knew who it was. I was just shocked, Bob. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, after his incredible series with Magnum TA in the summer of 86, I, I did not expect him to show up here. In, in who, won, who won that? Who won that series? Well, it's a little bit of a blur, but uh, Magnum. I don't, even, I don't even know. I think Magnum did. I'm pretty sure I had to have been Magnum. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did. Anyway. Yeah, so we're, we're just going to power through this today, guys. Uh, it's going to be super great. Bob is hopefully going to take a minimum amount of bathroom breaks to not leave me alone. And we are going to have a really great time. Well, I purposely ate undercooked raviolis today. and uh, Undercooked? The the goal for that was so that I would have to uh, shit my brains out in order to not have to watch this entire show. Wow. So hopefully uh, some undercooked cheese ravioli will uh, do their job and uh, help me out. Maybe. But listen, it's not all bad news. We do have one thing I think to at least look forward to in the show. And that is actually the main event. The final match on the card is the finals of the NWA Tag Team Title Tournament, which actually I would argue... This has been our best tournament we have seen uh, so far in TNA. And it is Christopher Daniels and Loki, the reuniting Triple X, facing off against Kid Cash. And I don't know if they gave us his name yet, but it's Dallas, the big man. I think they did say it last week. but um, So I'm actually looking forward to that. So it's much better than looking forward to an ICP Dark Carnival match. So that finals is kind of what's going to push me through the rest of the show. You think that you think the tag team title tournament has been the best tournament we've had? Well, okay. I I like I did the first Super X Cup was really good. That's that's what I would think. Okay. So because I I I was thinking my head was going to like tag team tournaments, the Hard 10 tournament, like all the garbage ones that we've kind of seen throughout. I kind of I kind of put those in a separate thing, but yes, probably Super X Cup. Yeah. And then this tag team tournament, tournament, I was dreading it, but I've actually been very happy with all the matches that's happened. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's been anything too horrible, I guess. Right. Yeah. So, uh, b- besides that, we're going to touch on last week really quick, and then we have plenty of stuff we will talk about during the show. Not a ton, but enough to kind of keep us going. Uh, so let's run down last week's card. We can chit-chat a little bit about that. We're going to talk about some... Uh, of Dave Meltzer's opinions about that as we normally do and then we will get into today's show which Bob just start counting down baby the show is starting in a few minutes so on last week's show uh the March 31st edition of NWA TNA Christopher Daniels and Loki defeated the Naturals in a semi-final match Dallas and Kid Cash defeated the Disciples of the New Church or they really just went by Sin and Slash but uh, so th- they're gone again. I believe that that might actually be their final appearance uh, in TNA. Uh, Monty Brown, spelled with an E, not a Y, uh, and Sabu went to a no contest. They kind of like brawled all over the asylum, uh, and we found out that it was like a teacher versus student match, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a good, fun little brawl there at the show. Then there was an NWA World Tag Team title number one contender Wild card, four corners match. Holy shit, that's a mouthful. 
where D'Lo Brown and Apollo, who unmat it was El Leon, he finally took the mask off in the entrance of the fucking match. They defeated David Young and Glenn Gilberti and Simon Diamond and Sonny Saki and the new franchise after, well, they're still fighting. Shane Douglas and Michael Shane uh, essentially walked out of the match. So that's where we're at with that. So whoever wins the tag team titles, D'Lo and Apollo are our number one contenders, and we'll be getting the first shot at that, which is a very odd team, but that's fine. Then we crowned a new X Division champion after Chris Sabin is injured. He was ringside for the match, and Kazarian beat Amazing Red, which was a pretty shocking uh, thing. I think after Red made his return, it would you would think that Amazing maybe Amazing Red would get that title, but no. Frankie Kazarian, he stole it. Well, the money's always in the database chasing. That's right. And then in the main event, it was a four-way match. Sting was the special enforcer ringside, and whoever won gets to face Chris Harris, and then whoever wins that match gets to fight Jeff Jarrett in a cage. And uh, Raven defeated Abyss, AJ Styles, and Ron Killings. And that was a pretty fun uh, four-way match as well. Yeah, it was. And so, yeah, so now we know we have uh, Raven and Chris Harris coming up soon. Probably within the next week or two. So I would probably say next week is probably our bet. But we are on the what are they called? The road to the cage match. That's right. With that right. graphic of the highway and driving on it. Exactly. That's right. So we will see what happens there. So me and Bob like last week's show, unlike probably what's going to happen today. So Bob, what did you think that the readers of the Observer thought about last week's show as well? Uh, I'm gonna say they went with a thumbs up. They did. Another thumbs up show for the readers. 63.8% gave it a thumbs up. Only 25.9% gave it a thumbs down, and 10.3% were in the middle. And what was voted on as the best match of that show? Uh, Kazarian and Red. That's right. Kazarian and Red. And then in second place was Triple uh, X versus the Naturals. And then in third place was the four way. And then what do you think was voted on as the worst match? Um, I'm going to say they went with the uh, wild card four corners match. Nope, they actually went with the four-way main event. So not only really? was it third place for the best, it was also voted on as the worst. Uh, and then in second place was Sabu and Monty Brown, which unfortunately even Dave spells it with an E here. So apparently that's what well, he's following their direction. I know. I'm just upset about it. I just don't like it. Uh, so the crowd was about 12.50 that last week, two-thirds paper again. Um, so once again, the show we're about to watch, the last two matches were filmed. Actually, I think a lot of it was filmed at last week's show. So just assume there's 12.50 in most of the time of the crowd. Um, this was the best number of responses uh, that we've gotten for a TNA show in several weeks. Just seems to go to show that they are a word-of-mouth buy and that if they have a few good shows in a row, word-of-mouth gets around. I think that's a pretty uh, interesting point there. Dave does say that the show wasn't as good as recent weeks, but there was nothing, as there was nothing above, as he says, two and three quarter stars, but nothing was all that bad either. You know, I got a question for you. Yeah. Now, a lot of people would say that Ring of Honor, and they're right, like Ring of Honor is a, or was a internet driven company in terms Mm -hmm. of like, you know, what they would do, I guess. But I mean, wouldn't, I think like TNA is probably in the same boat, isn't it? I think they're absolutely in the same boat. They have to be. So maybe that's why, like, with the whole Rob Feinstein thing, they're like, 
you can't work for a ring runner because we literally had the same audience. So maybe that's kind of what they're. I definitely think, I definitely think that's accurate. Um, I think the only difference is because Ring of Honor at this time is mostly like a kind of like a tape trading thing, right? Yes. Right. I think that's the only difference here is that a lot more people had access to TNA. Whereas like probably with Ring of Honor, you had to work a little bit harder to to get your hand, get your hands on it. I mean, I don't think I knew of Ring of Honor until and this is just I'm throwing a guess date out there, like 2007. It took you that long. I I just don't think I was aware. Wow. That might even be that might even be pushing it. I don't even know if I knew about it then. That's surprising. I definitely knew about it by like 2002, but just because of the magazines. Right. I mean, that makes sense. And maybe I did because there's a I just I still have it. I, I don't I can't remember what magazine it is. I have like my first one of my first wrestling magazines and it's not like a WWE magazine or anything. It's like one of those ones where I think on the cover it's like who is it like who's who's going to WWE next and it's like Goldberg this or something like or, no maybe it's I don't know it's something like that where it's like uh there's four guys on the front of it or maybe it's who's next for Goldberg I don't remember it's something weird like that like I have a really weird magazine and I'm I, I I'm curious if they actually talk about some other stuff in that I don't know I'd have to pull it I'm up sure they, I'm sure they do but as a kid I'm looking at the pictures I'm not reading the fucking articles right of course so there's that too uh, so, kind of just touching on a few things during the show, uh, not a whole lot really at all that we're going to talk about here. Uh, but by the way, as Bob mentioned about Rob Feinstein, we will be talking a little bit about that situation during the show today, oh, about some stuff that TNA said, uh, about some meetings that happened. There was a lot of people at last week's show backstage that um, is pretty interesting. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that during the show. Um, or have you made a decision yet on if we're going to read the chat logs and act it out? I think we're definitely not doing that. Uh, yeah, I just don't we could have done like we could have done a theater play. Yeah, put I it on our YouTube and we could have just acted it out and it'd be great. Jesus, reenact the video where he gets caught and runs away. And anyway. runs away. <laughs> so, uh, with Chris Saban out on the knee ligament injury, although he'll be back in a few weeks, they did put Kazarian over Red to win the vacant title. So even though Saban is going to be back, they decided to vacate the title to do that, which actually is kind of fun. Because now we'll have, really, three guys all involved in that picture right away. So Saban was there with the belt at ringside. After the match, Kazarian slapped around Saban on crutches, leading to other members of the X Division team, so Dutt, Lynn, and Skipper, all beating on Kazarian. Uh, which Dave notes that it's silly to have all have three faces beat up on the heel, but whatever. Uh, they also did a four-team match where D'Lo and Apollo, who took his mask off voluntarily before the match, Defeated all the guys we mentioned already. And, of course, Michael Shane and Shane Douglas, who are doing the gimmick where they fight each other every week. Uh, and, of course, of course, we forgot they did mention David Young. He is supposedly doing this 18-match losing streak gimmick. So he he's just – we've pointed out I haven't won a match since we figured out, what, October? Bob, is that what yeah, we figured he out? Yeah, he beat James Storm. Uh, and so they've mentioned it on air now. So now it's like kind of like part of his thing. But, uh, yeah, he's basically doing the uh, reverse uh, Goldberg. Right. Uh, so Raven, he got in the match with uh, Harris by winning that four-way. We discussed that. Uh, he also notes here about Sting being the ringside enforcer that this was funny because Jarrett beat up on Sting until Vince Russo, who was doing the announcing, came out and made Jarrett back down. So Jarrett ended up throwing a towel in the ring, 
Styles thought it was Russo throwing in the towel. Of course, that kind of caused the controversy there. Raven then gave Styles a little blow in a DDT to pin him. And Raven worked it as a heel in the match, but was still cheered. And so kind of falling out from this show, this is what we know for next week. So, Bob, this is I'm, I'm telling you this now because I want you to get excited. Okay? okay. So announced for the April 14th show, we have Diamond versus Swinger again. Kazarian versus Dutt for the X Division title. Sabu versus Monty Brown in an Extreme Rules match. Jeff Jarrett versus James Storm in a non-title match. Because J- Jarrett clocked Storm with the guitar during the right. entrance. Uh, and Raven versus Chris Harris with the winner getting that cage match. So those are what we have announced, apparently, for next week's show. Can we just skip this one, then? Wish we could, Bob. But so what if something happens? You never know. Uh, also, as we noted, Listen, Black- guys, here we're going to do a pivot. All right, hey okay. guys, uh, just go and read the review at wrestlingrecaps.com, and then you can just read what happened, and then we'll move on. All right, so on to the April fourteenth, two thousand four weekly pay per view. No, this is gonna be a good show. Um, <laughs> uh, as we did note last week, Eddie Colon was going to be coming in, and he actually did debut in an explosion match last week, which we covered, even though we don't know who he fought. So, just throwing that mm-hmm. back out there. Uh, now, this is pretty interesting, and this is my final note before Explosion, I believe. Let me double-check. Yeah, this is my final note before we talk about Explosion and get into the show. But uh, we kind of knew this uh, going in, but there was also a match between Sting and Jeff Jarrett for the Sting movie they filmed before the show. I mentioned that in my breakdown of what happened before the show, and then Sting kind of had the beat of paint. They talked about that there was an altercation before the show between them. So it's noted here that they had a bunch of planted signs for Sting, which makes sense. It's for a movie. Uh, they did about a five-minute match with Sting using all of his trademark spots and winning with the Scorpion Deathlock, but refused to break the hold after the match. Uh, they were filming the Sting movie all week and did stuff in the ring on March 29th with Sting doing matches with Abyss and Chris Harris. That wow. must also be featured kind of as like little... Sure. I don't know, like little video things that uh, in the match. Pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. Chris Harris in Abyss. Interesting. Yeah. So, and actually, uh, this is I, this is kind of cool to read because when I I talked about it last week, I looked up the trailer of like the it's Sting Moment of Truth. It's not Sting the movie. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it, Chris Harris is in the trailer. Like they show they show like part of the like the little match. And it's like the ring, the around the ring is all like lights, you know, it's not a crowd and stuff like that. So um, almost like a, a little different, but like a dark side of the ring thing where it's like the flashbacks yeah. and they're kind of, I'm sure that's kind of what they're doing. But pretty interesting there. Uh, so, Bob, unless you got anything, I got explosion and then we can get going here. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So. Uh, this was kind of, you're going to kind of hear some stuff we already discussed, but uh, just kind of keeping in context here. Explosion was probably more filmed last week. Uh, according to Cage Match, Explosion number 74 was filmed on April 4th. That That's not accurate, but, uh, and it aired on April 10th, 2004. And it featured the following matches. BG James defeated J-Rock. Johnny Swinger defeated Gabe Roach. And then this is the this is the show, Bob, where Chris Harris defeated Lash LaRue. Okay. So I did mention that's that. That's crazy. So, that Lash LaRue was on explosion. Yeah, and I just think that's so weird. Because I don't think 
Oh, uh, I don't want to speak too soon. Oh, wait. Last year? Oh, dude, that's a fucking throwback. He was on the first show. I didn't even realize that. Was He was in the Battle Royal, wasn't he? He was in the Battle Royal. I didn't even realize yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like... I was just checking. That was his only on-pay-per-view appearance. He does appear on more explosions we will discuss in the future. But he never... He never wrestles back on air. And he also had a very short career. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he started at like 98. 98, and he stopped in 06. Well, you know, he's a he's an accomplished like artist. So. Oh, that's Maybe right. He is an artist. Yeah. He used to do cartoons for PWI. Yeah, that's pretty cool. For a while there. So. Okay, Bob. It's time. That's all my notes before the show. God. Okay. Well. I'm bracing myself. All right. Let's do this. I'm going to count down from three. And when I say play, if for whatever reason you actually want to watch the show, head over to Impact Plus and do it. Or maybe it's in your own personal collection. I wish it wasn't in my personal collection, but I'm a completist. And I enjoy torture. That's why we're here. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. Oh, dude, last week. This sounds like Alex Wright music. I got like a version of it. Seeing the, yeah, Harris beating down on Jeff Jarrett. He's got the guitar. Remember, we discussed, uh, hey, has Jeff Jarrett ever been hit with his own guitar? And then all of a sudden he grabbed it. Chris Harris grabbed the guitar. And then, of course, here comes Raven to stop him. Because I don't, I feel like he had to have as well, but I can't think of a time I've ever seen it happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember it either, but I'm sure that at some point. Some you think point. if I do a Google chat? Let's see. Jeff Jarrett hit with his own guitar. I'm I he's had a hmm. I don't know, dude. You don't think that Sting at some point has done it? No, Sting only beats it up with the baseball bat. He's never hit him with it? I don't know. Well, let's see. This There's this video here. This is like when he just came back to WWE current day, and it says, oh, but this isn't his own guitar, so I don't know if I count this. What, is it China doing it? No, it's Elias. Like when he just came in. It says Elias uh, bashes Jeff Jarrett and Rodog with guitars. I think I would count that. I need to know if it's his own guitar. Do you want? Are you talking about like the uh, 20, 2019, January twenty eighth? No, I know, I know that, but I'm saying, do you? Th- are you like referencing like the chosen one guitar? Um, I guess I don't really care. Okay, Elias, there he is. He hits uh, Road Dog or BG James on the back with it. Here comes Jarrett. He's about to do something with it. 
Jared's got to take his glasses off. His coat, okay, Elias beats him down. Uh, we're still on the highlight package, guys. Uh, Road to the Steel Cage. So as we're looking up, Jeff Jarrett being hit with his own guitar stuff, you're not missing anything. Okay, Jared's got it in his hand. I fast-forwarded it a little because it's taken forever. He's like, you guys want to see it? Of course, we're in WWE, so I can't hit him in the head with this guitar. So Elias takes it, hits him on the back. It does smash. It was his guitar, so I guess that counts. Yeah, that definitely counts. Okay, so if anything, on January 28th, 2019, Jeff Jarrett finally got hit with his own guitar. <sighs> if anything. That's funny. I was hoping that I could find one, like, before that, but I don't see anything. Because if you type it in, it's only like him smashing other people. That's the only one I've seen right. with him getting hit. Right. Once again, a if lot you guys... Oh, dude. You name them. They've been hit with a Jeff, Gert, Jeff Jarrett guitar, I feel like. And here we go. Finally, our opening package. Three minutes and 34 seconds into the show. But I do love the song. It's the same song as the opening of our show, if you guys are curious. If you haven't actually watched along with us. Oh! It looks like <gasps> X-Pac did it. What? Yep. Where and where? Where? Can we do have a date? W. It's definitely WWF. Okay. There's a pick. I'm thinking it's got to be around. I don't think it was SummerSlam '98, was it? Mm, okay. Here we go, team. I UK versus Team AAA. The format, if you're not familiar with the format, we're going to read this for you guys. Four-man teams with captains. Winners of the first round singles matches, you get one point each. Winners of the two second round tag team matches, you get two points each. Then there's the third round eight-man elimination tag team match. You get two points per elimination. The team with the most points wins America's X Cup. In the event of a tie, the two team captains meet in a singles match. And that will happen next week if that happens. We've gotten pretty close to that happening, but I feel like they haven't done it yet. Probably because why would you not want the finish of your X-Cup? Oh, Extreme, Extreme Dean. Extreme Dean. Wow, okay. So this is Dean, Dean Allmark. Uh, Extreme, Extreme Dean. Extreme with an X. They're saying he's the youngest, least experienced on the team. 20 years old. Holy crap. Who is he uh, going to be suckered in here to? It looks like it's Aguilar. Crowd's cheering him pretty good, man. Yeah, okay. It's probably just uh, edits. No, they don't do that in TNA. Yeah, they do. It's not fucking raw, Bob. We don't you want to know, fun- know who really, really did uh, poor crowd edits? Who's that? ECW. Did they? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know if I knew the they cr- did. The crowd's going nuts for Chili Willy, and then you look at the crowd, and, like, no one's even moving. Mm. I only say that because I've been watching a lot of Hardcore TV 2000. Oh, okay. Baby, put it in my veins. It's better than this bullshit. Uh, okay, but- we got a, an hour 49 and 18 <laughs> minutes left. If you're following along or... Aguilar's got some purple hair. Okay, so Bob, you know what I'm going to ask you. What can you tell us about Extreme Dean? 
Oh shit. Indie news are otherwise, dude. Fucking making me do this shit again. Thank God Bob's uh, not laying in his bed for this show. He'd be falling asleep. I'd be dead. Yeah, I'd be long gone. Long gone. Uh, all right, let's see here. 2004. Okay, so he only worked for uh, one company. All-Star Wrestling. In well, Wait a minute. Oh, see, as he just, so they're in like a, uh, like an arm bar now. And uh, he like fixed his pants in the twist of the arm bar. And that pissed me off. Yeah, you don't, you don't fix your gear. First off, first off, they didn't have to be. They didn't move. But he still like adjusted them. And that, I don't, in the middle of a move? Yeah. Uh, okay, so I don't know any of these people that he has wrestled. Although it looks like back on... So I take that back. I guess he did wrestle somebody. Uh, January 10th in England, he teamed up with a guy named Kid Cool, who uh, is not known to be anybody else. I thought maybe it was like Scotty Too Hotty under the fucking... <laughs> but uh, they teamed up to defeat Paul Burchell in the Brooklyn Brawler in a best two out of three falls match. What the hell? Yeah. And then uh, he also wrestled Mikey Whiplash... Which is not Whipwreck, so don't. Oh, wait. <laughs> that, was okay. on, that was on February twelfth. Uh, he he beat uh, Mikey Whip Whiplash. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's nobody. I don't know any about none of these people. Are they're all England guys? Uh, we do have listeners uh, in the UK, so I mean, you can just give us something here. Maybe maybe we have some big fans of Kid Cool and stuff, you know. Yeah, I guess. Uh, on April 3rd, four days before the show was aired, uh, mm-hmm. he lost to Julio Torres. I feel yeah. like these guys in England took the names of well-known U.S. guys and then just changed it up a little Ch- bit. So, like, Julio Torres was like, oh, hey, Julio De Niro. I'll be Julio Torres. I like white Mikey Whiplash. Mikey Whiplash for sure had to be something like that. Justin Starr, okay, Austin Starr. Now, I know Austin Starr doesn't exist in 2004. The name doesn't, but. No, well, then you kind of, you, you didn't win that one. The the dream team, okay, are we taking Brutus Beefcake and fucking Greg Valentine's tag team name on purpose? What are we doing here, Dean Too Extreme and Kid Cool? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I thought. These fucking guys are. Extreme Dean kicks out oh, of the heel wait a no, wait a minute. Is this the same guy? No. Okay, so here's even... Wait, is, it is. Oh. Holy shit. Okay. News. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did I overlook this? On January 13th, Dean 2 Extreme and the Flatliner, which I don't think is anybody else. No. They defeated Phil Powers and Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> so what? Well, he's got some high-profile matches. Uh, apparently, so and he like doesn't have gear that fits. So, because he keeps adjusting it, now it's falling down at least. But yeah, and now he's got to fix his gear. So that's good. Wow, dude, we've done so many headlocks in this. This is already a letdown. But okay, well, has has Mister Aguila done anything cool? 
Don't say I didn't tell you, but like, come on. Uh, let me see. I'm looking it up right now for Mr. Aguila. It's never easy with these guys. You know, there's so much stuff. I pick and choose the pages and there's nothing. Mr. Uh, Aguila just tried to like slide underneath a clothesline, but his pants must have like stuck to the ground because he didn't get very far. There, uh, there are no notes for Mr. Aguila. Okay. Well, I'm going to request that someone make me a pair of pants like Mr. Aguila that I can wear. I have a bunch of boxers that are like that. Well, it sounds like you need to buy some new ones then, Bob. No, you know what? I mean, no one else is looking at him, so. Well, there's some lucha there? moves off the ropes, going from the arm drag, picks him up, power slam. Oh, I thought he was about to beat him. That was a two count. Only I could get so lucky. See, even the crowds like that was three because they want this match to be over. I'm not saying you're wrong about that. I'm just saying this is this is what we got to do. We got to watch Extreme Dean. He doesn't seem very extreme to me. He mostly does headlocks. Breaks the eyes though, Mr. Aguila going off the ropes, come back underneath the legs. Holy oh, shit. What a roundhouse God. kick. He might have just killed him. Might have just broke his jaw. What the hell was that, Dean? Jeez. And you could hear, he didn't have to smack his leg or nothing. He, you could hear the contact right to the jaw. Yeah, that was, uh, that was quite the kick. Oh, God. Oh, God. What an awful reverse DDT. Yeah, that was not good. Goes for another kick, but Aguila ducks it. Aguila going for a. Face Set out face buster. Oh, split like moonsault. And he wins. Team AAA. One you know, I, I feel like Team UK probably shouldn't win any of the matches. You think it should just be like them get fucking their ass whooped? Yeah. But so, you know what? Actually, is that a flaw in this tournament? Because if that were to happen... Let's say they won all of the singles matches and, like, one tag team match. Would you even need to do the rest of it? Because they'd have four, five, six, seven, eight points. Yeah, because they couldn't catch up in the elimination match. So, like, yeah, there'd be no point. Yeah. Hey, we got a sit-down interview with Mike Tanay and Raven talking to about his road to the cage. I'm sure this is not our only sit-down interview we're going to be getting tonight. I'm sure we're going to get a bunch of promos. Chris Harris's fate is sealed. Destiny is something you fulfill. Pain is something you endure. He's saying he's going to fulfill his destiny, become the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. His hair doesn't look as weird when it's wet and slicked back like he has it here, but like on the shows, it's been very like poofy. Yeah. He's, he's growing back out. Right here, it doesn't look bad, though. He's talking about Jarrett. He's a master psychologist, ring general. So now he's talking very positively about Jarrett. Oh, Raven says he's like a four-star general. Difference is going to be seen in the match next week. Of course, he's talking about that Chris Harris match. You think you hear me knocking? I think I'm coming. That's right. I give you props for being logical. Now we're now you're copying me. And we 
Unbelievable. I'm just really into what's happening here. I do actually have a note about Raven, but I'm kind of waiting to see uh, what else he says here. He's talking about EJ Styles, Sonny Siaki being favorites of Vince Russo and how Ravenson put on a back burner. You know, this is weird, though, what he's saying, because uh, Raven, like, refused to join sex. That was a different time, Bob. Yeah, but wouldn't that maybe, like, contribute as to why maybe he fell out of favor? Yeah. But then I guess Russo's born again, so you shouldn't, like, hold that against him. Raven says, I'm not the guy who you want representing your funny, your company. He's talking about Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction. That was like three months ago. Two months ago. Throwback. Is it really this year? I think so. Wow. With uh, Timberlake? Yeah. Holy crap, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember at the time not thinking it was a big deal. Um, I, I, was, uh, I was obviously a kid. And I, I remember watching my mom being like... Like, I remember her talking to someone like, I, I think he saw it. And it's like, okay, it's a boob. <laughs> Mom, little do you know, but I've been watching uh, Judgment Day 2004 a whole bunch with fucking uh, Tori Wilson on it. So. You know I bought that DVD on purpose. <laughs> we, we were at Media Play, dude. I bought, I remember this. This is a good story for you brought it up. Obviously, Judgment Day 2004 came out after. Uh, well, I know. Well, I after know. This You're right. But I, I bought that. On purpose, because I wanted to see the Toy Wilson bikini contest. Damn right. And I bought the Divas Undressed DVD, which my grandma thought was a porn DVD. And uh, my mom was like, no, it's wrestling. They wouldn't do that. Anyways, Raven just said his fa- our favorite catchphrase. Okay, next week, Raven. I don't think when I when I bought that VHS, I don't think I knew about that bikini contest. And when I saw fucking Tori Wilson... In like nothing, I was fucking shocked. I, I really like, fucking I knew well well about it. She's my fave, so this is okay. Like so the best fucking VHS ever. Not a bad uh, little promo there by Raven, though. I think you hear me knocking. I think I'm coming in. Called the Raven, never more. And here's Robbie Dynamite. That's right, Robbie Dynamite from Team UK coming out. We'll ask Bob about him in a minute. Um, right. <laughs> um, my note about Raven, though, is so there was a uh, Dave says regarding the Raven and the USA Today story. So I I can't remember if we talked about this interview at all on air or not. I remember reading about it, though. But um, what he actually said was that he was not he that he was at his worst shooting up the quant- quantity of Oxycontin equivalent to 200 to 240 Percocets a day. Uh, as unbelievable as that sounds. So he was wasn't taking 200 pills a day and that's the part that we may have discussed but he was taking drugs with the effect of that or more when he hit rock bottom several years ago so that's when he is at his worst wow yeah holy shit yeah it's pretty crazy this is heavy metal i like his pants they're tights not pants but i like his uh, energy yeah, he already is like coming. Like, cause remember when they showed him last week, he was acting all tough. He seems like he's got more charisma than standing there with yeah. his sunglasses looking like Masahiro Chono. Yeah. 
He definitely does. This Robbie Dynamite guy is kind of giving me a British version vibe of uh, David Young. Oh, okay. You know who I was kind of thinking is like, maybe it's just because he's a little bit shorter and, oh, you know what? No, David Young's the right one. David Young's the right one. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say um, like Chad Collier. Oh, that's good. Oh, oh, yeah. It's like a mix of it. It's like a yeah, mix it, of Collier and David Young. Yeah, yeah sure. it definitely is. He's got true Brit written on the back of his tights. I like how you were. You said, oh, no, it's definitely David Young as soon as there was a close-up of it. <laughs> like, yeah, no, David Young. The, I mean, he's got the same body, pretty much. He's That's a little bit. Saying, yeah. He's a little bit uh, thicker. David Young's been getting yeah. in better shape, so it's. Yeah, David Young's been slimming out. Yeah. Oh, look at that counter! Oh, armbar! Oh, he counters it! Oh shit! Right, this match is already better don't, than the last one. Don't fake your excitement, okay, Dallas? No, I like that. That was a nice counter. No, come on. Keep your integrity in check. Uh, right, dynamite. Uh, once again, this is another fella. That uh, I mean, I really don't know the majority of the people here. Oh, his name is uh, is about the dynamite kid. Yeah, I feel like he doesn't wrestle like them. So. Nope. Uh, here's an interesting one. Back all the way back on March eighth, two thousand three, Slick Wagner Brown defeated Robbie Dynamite SWB. That's our boy. That's right. That's right. Underground King. Uh, yeah, I mean, he teamed up with Steve Strong to defeat the Natras boys, which was Jay Natras and Shady Natras. That was on May 17th, 2003. And apparently May 17th, 2003 is the last time Robbie Dynamite wrestled, according to Cage Match, before the show. Wow. So he must not get a whole lot of bookings. Okay. Well, and uh, you know what? It's funny you mention Chad Collier because it looks like later in the year he wrestles Chad Collier. No, that is funny. Uh, all right, that's all there is for him. And then let's go to Heavy Metal. I don't think he. No, looks like he. Yeah, he's doing AAA stuff. Uh. Yeah, and I mean, I, I wish I could sit here and pronounce these names, but just Come go on, to just, Cage Match, guys. Just give just, us a couple, Bob. What, what's the, uh, the most right, recent, fine. like, two matches? Well, back on November 30th, 2003, Mr. Agler <laughs> teamed up with David Young to defeat El Zaro in Heavy Metal. Holy oh. shit! We couldn't even get through the indie notes because the match is over! Oh, fuck. Damn it, Dynamite! Wow, dude. I think Heavy Metal had a pretty good show in there. He's got a sting tattoo on his, uh, on his left pack. Maybe he's in the movie. All right, cool. Well, now that the, the match is over, I don't have to worry about Indian. So. Um, I was going to give everyone a reminder that that match, the first match, and the next two we are going to be watching were actually taped on the March 24th edition, and there's about 1,000 people in attendance for those. So that's all Chris Harris talking here behind a cage in, in front of a cage. Just path him on the road. I'm on. Actually, that is the cage and he's in the ring. Cause that's the entrance behind him. So they exactly. set up part of the cage. Do you think they've set up the whole thing or just the one side? That's definitely the one side. Definitely. 
I went and set up the whole thing. You stupid. No way. Unless they needed it for the sting shoot. Uh, that's true. That's a good point. Your destiny is just met. Six foot four, 240 pound robot. I will take you out on my way to be in here. He's looking at the cage. It's so dramatic. My robot is you, Raven. What about me? What about Raven? What about Raven? What about you, Raven? What about, what about Chris, Harris? Chris Harris? Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Knock, knock. I think you Chris Harris. And I'm about to knock your brains out. This is very dramatic. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's saying what I haven't been in the title picture as long as you, Raven. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you've been in the title picture for all of about uh, two and a half weeks. So what are we talking about? We're dealing with politics, this and that. Okay. So, Bob, you know how we get these really great video packages and all this during these shows with all this creepy music and stuff? Yeah. Well, you could apply because TNA is looking for a new video editor with a college degree that either lives in or willing to move to Nashville. What, they're demoting Jamie Borash? Nope. Alvarez says he thinks that the stress is finally getting to him because he's been handling most of the duties. Now, if you're interested, you have to be able to work with Final Cut Pro and Avid, and they want a sample CD of your work along with the application resume to TNA Entertainment. And then you're going to uh, send that over to Craig Blashmit, Marketing, Coming Station Suite, 302, 209 10th Avenue, South Nashville, Tennessee, 37203. Did you say Avid? Isn't it Avid? Avid, Avid. I don't know. I don't use uh, Avid, Avid. Is it A-V-I-D? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's just Avid. Avid. I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, well, I don't use it, so either one of those was good for me. So if you want to send your resume, uh, there you go. This guy. Come on, Chris. We get it, dude. We get it. You want the title. All right. Cool politics. We, we only have an cage. hour an hour and 30 minutes and 32 seconds left in the show. That's it. And if you're following along the real way, we are actually in 25 minutes right now. Wow. The winner fixes Jeff Jarrett on April 21st. I think they said that day before. So now we officially have the date of that cage match. I thought originally it was supposed to be the 14th. They must have moved it back. No, the, I think the well, I think originally, originally, but then it didn't line up with the way they were doing the whole plan. Right. Here we go. Frankie Sloan. Frankie Sloan. I definitely know this guy. Just kidding. 14 years. He's the vet, the veteran of the four-man team here. Okay. And so he's got to win then. Right. Yeah. Did they just mention he wrestled in Saudi Arabia? Is he is he the original uh, WWE Saudi show guy? I hope not. Oh, he's fighting the fucking team captain, Hector Garza, who's looking shredded right now. He ain't being Hector Garza. I mean, There's no way. There's no way. Uh, do you want to know what Frankie Sloan's been up to or what? <laughs> yeah, of course they do. Hector Garza is unbeaten in singles matches in TNA. All right. So back on this is ridiculous. Back on February 18th, 
apparently Frankie Sloan's been having a feud with Gangrel. Because uh, <laughs> there's a bunch of matches here. So back on February 1st, he lost to Gangrel. On February 18th, he lost to Gangrel. On March 5th, he lost to Gangrel. Uh, he lost to Paul Burchill on February 27th. Uh, and then he teamed up with Robbie Brookside, and they were known as the Liverpool Lads, where he defeated, finally defeated, Gangrel and Thunder. Wow. All of this is, by the way, for ASW uh, in England. You might remember Robbie Brookside from his stint in WCW. Is that I don't know who Robbie Brookside is. Bob, do you know who Robbie Brookside is? Uh, yeah, I definitely heard of it. I've heard of his name, and it looks like he was in WCW from '97 to '98. Wow. You want to hear some Robbie Brookside matches from 1997? No, that doesn't that doesn't uh, apply to what we're watching. Well, I, well here we are. So back on uh, February 7th, 1997, Robbie. Brookside teamed up with Doc Dean to lose to the amazing French Canadians. And that was not a WCW pro taping. I have 12 more. So here, no, I'm not going to do all 12. Now, listen, I know we have one more UK match, uh, singles match. So we don't, we don't even know how uh, James Mason is going to do. Okay. And with all due respect, isn't there some better UK guys we could have got? Oh, absolutely. Paul Burchill. Apparently Paul Burchill. Doug Williams. Yeah, Doug Williams, I think, was even mentioned as a name originally in some of my notes, but Johnny I just Storm. I just don't I just don't understand. Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, stop it. Gangrel. I mean, and I mean, okay, I mean this in a nice way, but so far Team UK has looked like a, a class of like students. Uh, yeah. Compared to Team I AAA, the they look like students. Like, this looks like we went to our, our local independent show. They decided to have a battle royal with literally 20 students. You don't know who any of them are. But but uh, Frankie Sloan's one of them. He's the ring crew general, man. He's walking around. Uh, he's doing ring crew. And, yeah, did he just get to be a SmackDown uh, security guard? Yeah, he did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Boy, that were true. Uh, Hector Garza, he teamed up with the Headhunters, which is Headhunter A and Headhunter B, <laughs> to defeat uh, Granda, Latin Lover, and Tenabalus Jr. Wow. That was in Mexico, if you couldn't guess, and that was for wrestling in Reynosa. That was the show. Awesome. That's it. That's all he did. <laughs> from this time, from the time between the last time we saw him, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Pretty. Uh, yeah. Pretty interesting. I kind of hope Hector Garza kind of sticks around in TNA after the X Cup shit's done. Yeah, I think he's uh, entertaining. He's definitely good. He's good. He's good enough. Oh, working the knee. He just slammed down that left knee on the mat. Garza's not going to be able to finish competing. Variation of the death lock. He's a submission specialist. 
Look at this. Oh, Garza grabs the rope. Good thing he was right next to it. Good coward. Only a coward reaches for the ropes. Right. I'd rather you break my leg. <laughs> yeah, I, I would rather you break my leg than to fucking let me grab the rope right there. I'm telling you, dude, I earned the respect of my cousins back when I was like eight. Because like, well, he put me in an ankle lock. And I'm talking like that. I did not give up. Wow. I refused. And I mean, it hurt like a motherfucker. But I would not give up. And he was like, I can't. He was like, oh, Pop, are you okay? Like, I didn't. I thought you were tapped. And I was like, nah, dude. Never. Nah, I'm good, man. That shit hurt. Oh, my God. Is this match over yet? What are we doing? Oh, he's going back to the... He just kicked his knee out of his knee. Wow, dude. I mean, this is this is brutal. I have a feeling that uh, for, like, the, the votes next week, it's going to be, like, three people. And I think every match is going to get a vote for worst match of the night. I already got my worst match, so we'll see what happens. But but the opener, dude, the opener was brutal. I mean, he had a nice, he had a nice like kick. One kick. Yeah, it's all it takes, dude. One kick. One kick. That's all you need. He's working the leg of Hector Garza. If this you dude know, gets a win over Hector Garza, it's gonna be the biggest win in his fucking career. You're probably going to hang up on me, but uh, Frankie Sloan kind of reminds me of Jungle Boy. What the fuck? Yeah. Is it because he's got long hair and he's, like, skinny? Yeah. Oh, wow. I guess in that case, I also think of Jungle Boy. (laughs) But let me tell you, one of them works a lot better than the other one. Yeah, well, yeah. Obviously, I mean, Frankie Sloan is clearly the work rate guy of the two. I mean, that's a good point, yeah. He does got this cool custom gear. That yeah. his uh, his his uh, he doesn't rely on him. a he doesn't rely on a dinosaur to get him over. Oh God! Well, yeah, you know I'm not even getting into it. All right, uh, I'm not even getting into that guy. Okay, we only have an oh. hour, twenty two minutes, and twenty four seconds left. Andrew time. Thomas kicks the hand of Frankie Stone because he's holding it for leverage. Hey, you don't do that yeah. to a Brit. What is this guy doing? Do you know who I am? Oh, he got elbow. Oh, Hector Garza with another one. And, oh, shit. I have a feeling, I'm going to call it right now, I think Team AAA is going to win all the singles matches and then lose both the tag team matches, which is then going to lead to them being tied going into the finals. Uh, I think AAA is going to win every single match. Well, if they're smart. I think they're going to win every single match, and then they're going to eliminate all the guys in the event. I hope that at this rate, the elimination match better be literally five minutes long. I want to know who thought this was a good idea. Well, it sounded like the original plan was that they wanted a Team Japan, but they couldn't get, like, guys fast enough. Yeah, but, like, just do Team NWA again. You have to do different country. Honestly, they probably should have as, like, the redeeming one. Like, hey, we're going to get it back. And they already see like they already did Canada, and I feel like the, with the team NWA stuff, 
it's it's kind of like um they're still like going with the teams on the show so it's not like we've didn't they want to do like a team iwa thing too but then they they stopped working with them no they were going to do like a nwa versus iwa show so i don't think it was going to be an x cup kind of style i think it was going to be a little bit different than that i think that actually could have been a good show because we would have had different singles matches. I could have seen different singles matches. I don't think that was going to be like the same guys fighting everyone. Okay. That's my prediction. I don't know because, of course, it didn't happen. But Also, it's kind of interesting. We're doing this America's X Cup, and we have a team that is not in North America or South America, for that matter, fighting for it. Doesn't this enter the, the world? Shouldn't, this have, shouldn't they have switched the name? You're acting like TNA's ever made mistakes before. Oh! Well, he's got a thong on, so... Must be a fan of Scott Steiner. Well, it wasn't pink. That's true. It also oh. wasn't at the Royal Rumble. So. That's right. Hector Garza climbing to the top. Remember, his knee's supposed to be hurt. Is he going to be able to hit this? Is he going to do one of his twisting corkscrew moves? Boom! That's it. It's got to be it. One, two, three. That's right. Screw you, Frankie Sloan. Hector Garza just whooped your ass. Actually, I'll tell you what. Hector Garza got a lot less uh, offense in that than you would have expected. I don't think there's any way that we see Team UK ever again. There's no way, right? Yeah. Well, we're going to Scott Hudson with Taylor and Team UK. There's tension in the back here. Look at this. David Taylor is pissed. Uh, bloody hell, you all suck. Sick and tired of seeing you lose. Frankie just came in. What's happened? Bob, tell us, what's uh, Dave Taylor been up to? He's on the show. We can talk about him. In 2004? Yeah. Good question. Let me check it out. Okay, James Mason being told we're going to go out there and I show I should him. be able to talk about anybody that is from uh, Great Britain. Or from England, I mean. Here he is. James Mason. Great. I like that they had to have Team UK coats, kind of <laughs> like Team Canada. I had cool Canadian coats. What in the world? Dave Taylor had a match in 2019 against Ice Train. Are we fucking trolling me? Bob, you got to review that show now. Oh, my God. It happened in Germany. They must have been watching, like, Saturday night from, like, 1996 over there. And they were like, dude, Ice Train, Dave Taylor, do it. That is bizarre. James uh, Mason versus Abysmal Negro. Uh, that was next year. Shit. Okay, so the last time Dave Taylor wrestled, according to Cage Match, was on July 28, 2002. Oh. And he lost a match to a guy named Drew McDonald for FWA. Okay. Dave Taylor apparently wrestled for HWA in Ohio. He teamed up with Lash LaRue to defeat Cody Hawk and Tony B on <laughs> October 31st, 2001. I can't believe we got Abysmal Negro versus Young Kurt Angle here, guys. I mean, this is impressive. Oh, fuck you, dude. That's a young <laughs> Big Vito if I've ever seen it. <laughs> 
I'm just saying he's wearing red. The only thing he's missing is white, and he's got blue at the bottom, and he's if you If you look up Big Vito's WCW attire, that's pretty much it, just different colors. Not like Italian colors. I just think of the dress. Is that around this time that he does that? No, oh, it's like 2005, isn't it? No, that probably sounds more right, but I don't, I don't know for sure. Now, with all due respect, Abismo Negro generally seems to be the least impressive of Team AAA. So, is he uh, gonna is he gonna take the fall here? He could. I don't know, dude. If Team UK's uh, captain already lost, I don't know. I know. If you have your top guy lose, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, do you want to know what James Mason's been up to, or like, no? Yeah, I do. Well, I don't know what is up with Gangrel going to England and just beating everybody, but he beat James Mason back on uh, February 29th, Dude. 2004. Uh, and then on March 20th, James Mason defeated Chris Hero. Really? Yep. So this guy must be real good. Oh, by the looks of it, that's not true. Off the rope with a shoulder block, which turned Abismo Negro inside out. Goes for the cover two count. That just made me pop out of my seat. Yeah, not because you're probably sliding out of your chair. Uh, Abismo Negro teamed up with Blue Demon Jr. and Psychosis in a losing effort against Antifaz, Electroshock, and Hatar. Back on March 28, 2004, for Triple H. It's Blue Demon. Blue Demon uh, Jr. No, just Blue Demon. Blue Demon. Come on. Laying those punches in. He's trying to tell James Mason to get up because he was nailing him in the corner. Oh, kicks the back of the leg. right into the nuts. Oh, fucking right hand. Open hand punch. Well, he was definitely trained by by Dave Taylor because Dave Taylor would do that somersault roll thing. Really? Yeah. Well, look at that. I've seen that at a deaf times. Oh. Oh, it's a submission. I thought he was going to do a double underhook DDT, but instead he's I just... he was going to do a suplex. Oh, yeah. Is well, he... Dallas, you know what? Good news. Um, that's all the news for the guys involved in the... Uh... Tournament. So. Next up, but we'll talk about some more during the tag team title finals, maybe. Hopefully not. Look at this like shitty octopus stretch. Oh, there we go. That doesn't look oh, okay. Nice. He couldn't hold it. He couldn't hold it in too long. Negro grabs the ropes. That's right. They're working on that left leg in the previous match. Here they're doing submission moves, working on the shoulders. Will yeah, it come into effect like, in those uh, tag matches? I'm gonna have to say I don't think the strategy's been working. <laughs> I don't know why you'd say that, Bob. Oh, well, they haven't won a match. Well, Bob, while we're uh, going through this here, here's another note for you. I'm trying not to blow through them because I think the tag matches we're gonna need them, but. Uh, Alvarez points out here that the talk about the Fox Sports net deal has died down, though nobody is sure what that means. Uh, it could mean it's dead, or it could mean it's pretty much a certain. 
or it could mean nothing has changed. Basically, when the show is on the air, it's confirmed. Until then, it's not. Frog Splash. Is he going to get him? One, two, no. Uh, Fox Sports Net. Cooling down. Yeah. Uh, we do have a little bit. I have a little bit more notes about that as well. Because um, that was Alvarez. Then Dave kind of talks uh, a little bit about it, but um, I'm also choking on, on my coffee. Listen, pal. Uh, oh, shit. I have, oh, Dave Taylor with a flag shot to the back. Listen here, pal. If I have to watch this, you have to watch this. You can't be uh, choking on your coffee and getting out of this. Wait a second. I'm not going to say anything else yet because I feel like chicken wing. I chicken wing. He ain't going to tap, is he? Yeah, dude, he's done. Yep, he gives up. Oh, Wow. Well, you know what? It took interference to get a win. Yes, it did. That makes it only three to one now. Oh, family member Dallas and Kid Cash. Talking about how they've gotten through all those other teams. And tonight they're in the finals. And duh, huh? talking about beating Daniels and Loki tonight. Most talented pound for pound wrestler in the industry. Let's see. Do you think Dallas and Kid Cash could defeat Daniels and Loki? Let me tell you something, yeah. Chris Daniels. You've been in the business as long as I have. I'll tell you what, boy. The only thing you forgot was the talent. He asked for his wrestling license to be turned back in. Let me talk about low key. You think you're so tough. You think you're so big. Let's talk about how so tough and big you are. Well, he said, oh, my God. <laughs> he said, there, there's not much to talk about. And I'm going to quote Kit Cashier because you're a little midget. Well, I hope uh, Loki didn't hear that because he will probably kick him right in the face. Oh. Dales is looking at the camera and Kikesh just slapped him in the chest. And I feel like he knew it was coming, but also wasn't really expecting him to hit him that hard. Probably not. He didn't really move a lot, but he, you could tell like he he, he kind of like. Well. Can I ask a question of Dallas? Dallas, do you want to talk? And he says no. Do you think I, Dallas is nervous because it looks like he's blushing? No, I think that's just his look. Here's a scoreboard. Team UK has one point. Team AAA has three. And I know up next, Bob, some of my favorite parts of the tournament where we get tag team matches. Uh, you know what? I think Dallas Ooh. should have teamed up with David Flair, and they could have been known as Rosy Cheeks. You ever seen David Flair? He always has rosy cheeks. Yes, I've seen David Flair. Yeah, and so does Dallas. Rosy cheeks. Could have been the tag team. Okay, so now, Bob, as a reminder, these shows were filmed. This match was filmed last week. Great. Frankie Sloan and Robbie Dynamite. Oh, God. 
This is brutal. You know, this isn't as bad as I thought. No, this is even worse. Well, the fact that we're not even at an hour yet is actually kind of bad, though. Yeah, the fact that there's still an hour and nine minutes left. Mr. Aguila and Hector Garza. Garza's still selling his knee. Good for him. He's doing a little limp. I would have forgot about it in a week, so. That is pretty good. I think so. That he kept it up for a week. Aguila not wrestling in a shirt this week. That's actually, he usually does, so that's kind of surprising. Oh, listen. Okay, we've broken continuity. I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to bring this up. I think his thong is a different color, Bob. I think it was red last week. Well, you know what? Maybe he changes it. Well, that's good. I mean, it's probably gotta have clean gear. He's still wearing the same pants, but I mean, you can see. Listen, it's I'm not going out of my way to look for it, but you can see it through the pants. Wait a second, he's wearing different gear too. Robbie Dynamite, that is. Yeah, he is. Ah, shit. We've ruined all of our continuity in the America's X Cups. We've been doing so good up until this point. Leave it to Team UK to mess it all up. I think, actually, yeah, it's definitely their fault. I'm surprised Aguila's hair is still purple. Yeah. Well, anyways, let's talk about Fox Sports Net a little bit more. Uh, Dave kind of has an interesting... I'm not reading the whole thing because it's quite long. Uh, but, I mean, the Observer on the April 12th edition here, where I'm getting this from, talks about UFC and TNA's TV deals. So UFC is also apparently trying to get a TV deal around this time. Uh, and so he know, he notes how they couldn't be more, more different as products, but the, there is a the key business similarity because they're both promoting regular pay-per-views with little or no television, which is pretty interesting. Um, so there have been talks uh, for weeks of TNA getting a deal with Fox Sports and that. Those who are very close to the negotiations told us this past week that the Jarrett's were going to try to hammer out the final negotiations to put together a package, which would also include them hiring a, a New York-based agency to sell ad time. Terms of the deal are unknown, and close to a deal when you are talking television means nothing until it's signed. Uh, they are talking about doing a one-hour show that would be taped weekly, probably in Florida. We've talked about this uh, before as well. Uh, there is no official start time, but those in the company were hopeful for June. After meeting all day on April 1st, the Jarrett's flew to Las Vegas to meet with White the next day. And I'm assuming that is Dana White they went to meet with. As uh, Aguilar goes for a super kick that he didn't quite hit all of. So you're telling me of all the people you know who Dana White is? What does that mean? There's a whole bunch of people you don't know, but you know who Dana White is. Yeah, of course I know who Dana White is. Interesting. Uh, and he also finally notes that the idea of for both UFC and TNA that a national cable show will change the company's economics. So it's going to be a big deal for both these companies. Of course, we're not following UFC, so we aren't going to be really talking about them. But it's pretty interesting how they're both trying to get these TV deals around the same time. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I mean, obviously TV, you know, helps both of them or whatever, but I mean, UFC doesn't really seem like it's something that would need television. It's like boxing. Like, boxing doesn't usually have television. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that completely. I think it's a really great point. As Hector Garza throws over 
Oh my god, what's his name? I forgot his name. You know, just saw him wrestle. Dana White. No. Frankie Thanks. Sloan. Frankie Sloan. Jesus. Yeah, and so kind of bouncing off of that a little bit more, I got I got two more things that kind of bounce off of this, so I just might as well talk about it. Uh, there were negotiations going over the past week to finalize that deal, kind of what we just mentioned. Uh, there are targeting June as the start deal. Yeah, we heard that. Uh, it was it was to get this deal that caused them to clean up the product, which generally has been better received. Fox Sportsnet insisted on no tits and ass, no beer drinking, no heavy blood, no foul language, and rude gestures. Dave says that he's of the impression that it'll be some sort of deal where TNA either buys the time, the airtime, and gets to sell ad time or something along those lines. And also, that's kind of where one of our first backstage guests last week kind of comes into play because Jimmy Hart was backstage at the show last week uh, because he was uh, very important in this Fox deal. Uh, he knew someone. What? I said, really? That Jimmy okay. Hart played a role in it? Yes, he did. Uh, he knew someone who knew the type of thing. Uh, he So he also can't appear on TNA until is, mid-April. Is Garza tapping or what? No, okay, because he wasn't. Aguilar comes in to save a kick on the ankle lock there. Yeah, he's freaking lucky, dude. So Hart can't appear on TNA until mid-April because he signed something when he was appearing on the WWE WrestleMania DVD because of his Hall of Fame intro for Greg Valentine at the time, which barred him from appearing for a rival promotion. Oh, man. Okay. So we won't we won't see Jimmy Hart back on TV for a while, which, you know, it's probably fine. Yeah, that shouldn't be an issue. No. Yeah, man. Pretty interesting. Jimmy Hart has been helping out with this deal here as we're working the leg more on Hector Garza during this match. And I only got two more notes, but we'll talk about them during the next two matches. And then we'll try to enjoy the tag team match at the end of the show, probably note-free. I don't think time has gone so slow in my life. Yeah, if you're following along, we're still not at an hour. We're at 52 minutes and 28 seconds. How, how is this possible? I don't know, man. It's like these Team UK guys don't do anything. Of interest. Nothing. Don West predicting that Garza is going to be submitting here in a minute. Because of the pain of the left leg. So naturally Garza kicks him in the face. Oh, of course. Aguila tagged in. Jungle Boy into the ropes. Stop it. The fuck? Garza tagged back in, but his knees hurt. Why are we tagging back an injured guy? Oh. Double drop toe hold onto poor Sloan. And okay, we just throw him back down. Uh oh, wheelbarrow. Wait. Oh, oh. What are we doing? Dude, Frankie Sloan has no clue what's happening. He has no idea how to take this move. Okay. That was a weird looking wheelbarrow uh, bulldog combo by Garza and Aguila for a two count. Extreme just, Dean makes the save. Uh, or no. Yep. Who is that? Oh, no, that's, that's Robbie Dynamite. That's Dynamite. 
Extreme Dean is in the next one. You know what? This is the rarity where I like really love a 20-minute Jeff Jarrett in-ring promo. <laughs> oh, God, that's so bad. Listen, we are watching this show for you guys. And listen, if you're enjoying pretty much oh, every yeah. show... Hold on. If you're enjoying every show besides this one, make sure that you leave us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. Tell us, tell us what you think about the show. Five stars would be great, but you know what? Give your honest opinion, unless it's negative. Bob doesn't like negative. And be sure that you are following us on all of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook at TNA Cross the Line Pod, over on Twitter at Cross the Line TNA, where you'll get posts all week about this awesome show. And listen here, okay? If you try to tell me that April 7th, 2004 is your favorite TNA show, you might as well just unfollow us, block us. I don't want to hear that. Oh. Because I know it's not fire. true. Yeah, I'd be yeah. pretty surprised if anyone likes this show. But hey, what There's do I know? No it's not done yet, dude. There's still time for this show to be good. Is it? Because we are finally under an hour left in the show. Under an hour, but not quite at an hour into the show. So right. what does that tell you? There's still an under an hour left in the show. I'm not even kidding. I could fall asleep right now. Well, let's try not to. Let's I literally through. could, though. Because this show is that boring. Uh-oh. Sloan's all by himself. Wait. Dynamite pulls down and out. Guards it to the floor. I'm getting nervous here, Bob. Oh, my God. If freaking these guys beat... Aguila and Garza. I mean, I don't even know what to do. There's no way. There's no way they beat the two most known guys. Oh, wow. That was impressive. Oh, super kick. Oh, Get super kick. Oh, heel kick. Aguila's got like a, like a camel clutch in, but Dynamite is distracting oh, the referee. Wait. coming out now. Oh, it's Dave Taylor again. Oh, he jabbed him with the flag right in the throat. And then he whacked Garza over the back with it. Oh, my God, Bob. That just made me cringe. He literally stabbed him in the throat with it. And holy shit, Frankie Sloan got the pin on Aguila. But you'll notice that they are only winning because Dave Taylor has to do something. So they know that these guys cannot win a clean match. How is it three to three? Oh, is that two points? That's two points, yep. Oh, my God. Hey, so we're talking to Daniels and Loki here. Nice closing moments of that match, but, ooh, the cringe of, like, the fucking thinking stabbed into his neck. I did not like that. Yeah, how do we not get a guys in the truck and we get a replay? Because it was so fast, dude. Christopher Daniels and Loki. We are going to regain the NWA World Tag Team Championship. We're talking to Daniels. Shout out to Christopher Daniels opening our show. We should get Loki to do it. I don't know if he'll do that. We like him. Oh, yeah, I like him. I just don't know if he'll do it. Kakesha Dales, you, my friends. 
We know where we stand. We want those titles. Say your prayers. We go back to the ring now. Yep, that's right. Another tag team match. <sighs> Don't worry, Bob. During this match, we're going to talk about a Vince Russo interview that took place. Where? I don't know. I'll tell you in a few minutes. Just got to know if there's any indie news and get all these guys out here. And There's no indie news for this. Oh, that's right. Because we I've already done saw this. So. Extreme Dean. Extreme Dean and... Oh, Jesus, I can't remember the other guy's name. Jace, James, Mason. James Mason. Okay, Heavy Metal and Abysmo Negro. See, I thought these guys would have lost for sure. Not freaking guards of the bag. Abysmo is selling. He was working his shoulder, and then he was doing his like arm twists. Like, oh, my shoulder's still kind of sore. I appreciate that. You know, for some reason, if I was a fan, I wouldn't buy it. I think, dude, your shoulder's not still hurting. I've seen people get thrown off the balcony here, and then they're back a week later, and they're fine. Remember, this is supposed to be the same show. Yeah, but like it's a week later. Right. So the but Team UK on- guys are wearing the same gear this time. So Heavy Metal wants to start with James Mason. He's like, I want the big guy. I don't want the 20 year old. Heavy Metal oh. sporting a pretty good uh, mullet. You should give him credit for that. I do like it, it's a nice mullet. Because he's got the side shaved, so it looks nice. Right. It's almost like a mohawk. Extreme Dean tried to get the fans behind him, and they were just like, no. Right. Trey's got him at headlock here. Okay, so yeah, that Vince Russo interview, um, it looks like it's with the Miami Herald. What? I don't I don't know what the Miami Herald for. I don't know. I don't. I don't answer those kind of questions. I just read what happens. Uh, so uh, Vince Russo here, he claimed during this interview that he took a hiatus from the company in October, uh, and had some time to think about life, love, and all that good stuff. What uh, newspaper did Alex Marvez work for? I'd have to. I'd have to go back and look. I wonder if it was the Miami Herald. Um. So yeah, he took it for love, life, and all that good stuff, Bob. And he says, "quote Not to get." Uh, philosophical here or anything but i think the world as a whole is going down and it's going down in a hurry isn't that true (laughs) yeah um he goes on to say i'm getting tired of seeing a lot of things on television uh and in the newspaper and throughout entertainment to me it's just too much i think we all need to take a long look at ourselves we need to try to make this a better place for us all after mewling over that for four months i wanted to come back but only if I could make a change for the positive and really make people take responsibility and think about their actions. Uh, so Alex Marvez was a part of the Miami Herald, so I'm willing to bet that's who interviewed him. Okay, that makes sense. I'm, su- I'm surprised it's not noted here that it's Alvarez then, because usually they do mention Marvez. It. Marvez, sorry. Marvez. But yeah, I'm surprised they didn't mention it then, though. Normally they mention names if they have them. Uh, so he goes on to say uh, that he thinks the challenge to him is the storylines. He says that my challenge is to try to tap into the emotions of the audience, but doing it the right way. 
He said wrestling was a dirty, backstabbing business and that young kids today should think about something else to get into. Who said that? Vince Russo. That's all the interview. So, I mean, those, those are the highlights. Yeah, but like, what? He's saying that they shouldn't get into it? Yeah, because it's a dirty backstabbing business. Look at this. Yeah, Mason's then, uh, doing that submission move on heavy metal again. But then on their show, they were like, hey, come to our wrestling school. Maybe they should have a talk with Vince Russo then because yeah, it doesn't sound like a great idea. Yeah, what the hell, man? I'd go. I you know what? I'm gonna become a wrestler. I've decided. It's never too late, Bob. It's you're not. you're still you'd still be younger than when DDP got into it. That's right. And he's a multiple time WWE world champion. That's right. I'm about to be an AEW world champion, dude. Screw that. You could be. James Mason going after Abismo Negro. Oh, it tags in heavy metal. You don't want to mess with heavy metal, dude. There's a lot of things I don't want to deal with, and that would be the show. But uh, here I am. Yeah. Uh, I have one more note that we'll discuss during the last match. of. There's someone else who is backstage. It's a little bit more interesting than Jimmy Hart, I think. And, hey, I did mention we were going to talk about that Ring of Honor stuff, so is that a hint? I don't know. You'll find out soon. I mean, it has to be. Yeah, Because we haven't even done it. Stop. I'm trying to tease, Bob. I'm being a tease right now. Oh, oh no, oh no! Your Extreme turn. Dean just accidentally super kicked James Mason. Now Abismo Negro is waiting, waiting. He's waiting for him to get up. He's waiting, and he got up. Springboard drop kick. Oh, ducks the clothesline by Dean. Tilt a backbreaker, dude. We're picking up, dude. This is about to be a match of the night. Here we go. Oh, gets him with a shoulder block. Oh, heavy metal coming in with a crossbody. Dexter close on by Dean, pushes him off. I don't. Oh, he just slapped him. He just that was like not he like a delicate one either. Nah, dude, he fucking slapped him right across the face. Oh, shoulder blocks. Oh, look at this. Backhand spring and a crossbody. No, two count. This match is fucking broken down. Are we going to see a double dive by Heavy Metal and Abismo Negro? Oh, no, they stopped. But there goes Heavy Metal, and there goes Negro. You'll be glad to know, Bob, that Heavy Metal still wrestles today. And as of this recording, he just wrestled, like, a few days ago. Who did? Heavy Metal. He's still in action in AAA. Oh, really? Yeah, he uh, he looks like he was defeated by Psycho Clown, and also in the match was Bandito, Cybernetico, and Laredo Kid. So actually, probably a pretty good match at the Ray de Ray show. Oh. Man, is this a fucking over yet? Bob, stop. I'm trying to keep this oh going here, man. God. Here comes Extreme Dean with a leg drop. And All he right, hits the Dean, shoulder. just pin him, Dean. The love of God. And then he, got, he pulled off of him. He's fucking dead. Oh, dude, Heavy Metal wrestled in 97 WWF? Look at that. He has a raw appearance. Spoilers. Spin and kick to Extreme Dean. Captivating. Indy wrestles in the Rumble in 97. Coming soon to Icopod. 
drop kick on the floor to extremely missile heavy metal. Drop kick off the apron. Okay, oh. great. Yep. Yeah, Negro, Sandy Hurricane Rana. Great. Pin him. Just pin him. One. Thomas, come on, dude. You have to know that this show has been torturous. Just fucking finish it. Oh, they're, zoom, they're zooming out. Does that mean Taylor's coming out again? No. No, dude. Double oh, kicks. That. Oh, fuck your right. Oh, shit. It is Dave Taylor again. Oh, my God. What's he no doing? fucking way. Oh, shit. A bulldog. I have like a short arm clothesline turned into a bulldog. There's no way he's about to pin him. He's, he's, gonna, gonna, pin him, dude. he's gonna make him submit again. He he had him submit the first time, didn't he? Yeah, he did. No fucking way, dude. No, he's not. Holy shit! What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Holy shit! What? I like how they always need Dave Taylor, dude. Yeah, every time they can't do it on their own, they need Dave Taylor to do it. That's amazing. Wait, so what are they? Are they up 5 3 going into the final? Yes, they are. Okay. Jared's talking on his creepy screen. Abayas. Abayas. It is now. AJ Styles, the Are golden you? child. Round two, King. Not this time. It's down to Wildcat, Chris Harris, and Raven. I said it last week. You two guys, are you going to have to win three in a row? I'd rather Raven to be NWA Raven. champion. Raven, it's been almost a year to the day that you had your shot at the NWA World Heavyweight title. See, that's Destiny. not true, though, because he's had other title shots. Well, his first one. Right. And I guess against Jarrett, too, but still. I've forgotten more about wrestling than you'll ever know. Oh, that's quite the statement. He's trying, trying to, to escape the stigma of being just a tag team wrestler, Chris Harris is. Oh, look at that shot. 18,000 strong in Triple in, uh, A. Are they trying to make it seem as if that opportunity is going to be in TNA with that many people? Because, uh, no. Probably. They don't even draw 48,000 people combined a whole year. Okay, buddy. At the venue that they're in. Okay, buddy. Well. Okay, buddy. Um, at least not certainly not paid. No, definitely not paid. Well, this is quite the package. Now, remember, you next up, Bob, is the eight-man elimination tag team match. We are at one hour, nine minutes, and eleven seconds. So there's about f- less than fifty minutes left of the show, I believe, and we have two matches left. So that's scary. Chaos breaking out here. Look at First time ever in the history of America's X Cup. Team AAA is down. Antonio Pena, Armando Quintero talking here with Team AAA. Of all the teams, they're down to fucking Team UK. The worst team. And Pena is not happy. Quintero is translating for us saying that he's they're embarrassing Mexico. They better go out there and win. The cup has to go back to Mexico. Are we about to see an upset in the making? I like they, Scott Hudson being here still, by the way. I'm just throwing that out there real quick. Oh, yeah. But do they have to sweep? No, they don't. Oh, no, dude. They need one elimination to tie. 
They literally have to eliminate two people and they win. I'm assuming none of them get eliminated. But at this rate, Abismo Negro is the weak link. He will be eliminated. I'm almost positive. I hope that James Mason makes him submit again. And then next week, it's a submission uh, submission match against uh, Mason and Negro. Oh, my God. Here's Team UK. And it goes for 35 minutes. That's what I want. Dave Taylor is come company in the ringside, so you know there's going to be some fuckery involved. Yeah. He's definitely going to do something. Actually, Bob uh, is a huge Dave Taylor fan. He's told me a lot uh, about him. I like Dave Taylor. Okay, you're not supposed to go along with it. It's kind of a joke. But... Well, I do like him, though. I like him part of the Blue Bloods. With uh, Lord Stephen Regal and uh, Earl Robert Eaton. Here they come. Team AAA, dude. Now, this match was filmed after last week's pay-per-view. So... The tag matches were filmed in the opening of the show. This was filmed after. Well, Garza remembered to limp a little bit. He had forgot there for a minute, and then he remembered. And then he remembered, yeah. No, no, uh, heavy metal's carrying out the flag, so Pena is not going to be ringside for this. Neither is Armando Quintero. Probably because they're on, actually, Spanish commentary during this match, I had to bet, but. Yeah. Uh, heavy metal, your flag is wrapped up around the pole, so we can't see it. Holy Dave Taylor's whipping that thing around, dude. Look, Heavy Metal getting in on the wrong corner. His entire team's on the other side of the ring, and he's still like, Yeah, and he's going over to the, yeah. Uh, The crowd, for some reason, sounds energetic for it. Have they missed the uh, previous couple of weeks of matches, or what? Um, Well, I actually, there's a reason. I was going to actually save it for next week, but it's actually because... Uh, Dave notes this, that there was more, far more Hispanic fans at the show than ever before. And that's why Team Mexico is getting such a big reaction. Really? Yeah. And if you'll notice, there's two giant gaps in the crowd, though, on Hardcore's yeah. side. Uh, if I was JB, I'd be moving some fucking fans over there as soon as I could. Yeah, no kidding. I've never seen it that empty before. Dude, there's literally, what, empty. five guys? And besides that, it's almost all empty it's besides on the right all side. all empty to the left side. Holy shit. They better fix that for the last match. Oh, for the tag, tag title? titles. That's the same. It was recorded that same day. Yeah. So the match? tag title was recorded after this match happened. Dude, yeah. Everybody. Okay. For that match, everyone behind Don West and Tanae will be shifted over. And that being said, I was going to say this as well, but I might as well, we're talking about the crowd size. Uh, this was also going to be a next week note, but. Uh, it was estimated that about 60% of the crowd stayed after the live show and ended to see the finals at, as well as the tag team title. So 40% of the crowd apparently has left uh, at this point. Between this and the next match. Right. Would you have stayed? Uh, I'm the kind of guy, I paid for the ticket. I'm going to suffer through it at that point, I think. Yeah, I'm the same way. Now at the end, I'm probably going to be like, I wish I didn't stay. But, yeah, well, we we it's, we've, like, a, it's d- like a baseball game, you know. If it's a blowout, I'm not going to leave at the seventh inning. I paid my right. my ticket to stay. Right, and we, you and I have done this before, Bob. I mean, we were at a show, and the ended with a very long battle royal uh, that was not fun, and it was already a rough day up until that point. That's true. And then I, 
you know, lots of stuff happened that day, and we stayed it. We did it. <laughs> and yeah. after we were like, okay, that that was a rough ending. Yeah. We got uh, Aguila and Dean Extreme in the rain here. Oh, with that that damn kick. kick! It's always to Aguila. It always does, dude. What is up with that? Does he tell him, "Hey, man, I'm gonna just kick you right on the"? In the I'm gonna kick your face. fucking head off. Okay, Bob, do you want my final note, or should I give it a couple minutes? Uh, I just say, just give it to us now. Why not? Okay, you got it. So, backstage last week, Gabe Sapolsky of Ring of Honor was flown in to meet with the, J- the Jarrett's. Wow. Pretty interesting. So... Uh, this is good. this is a, a, a bit more than normal, but the only issue is that TNA wanted to assure that Rob Feinstein had nothing to do with RF video and Ring of Honor. Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles wanted Sapolsky to fly in for a meeting on March 30th to settle everything. When Sapolsky got there, the Jarrett's asked him to sign a piece of paper saying that Feinstein uh, had no involvement or ownership in the company. Sapolsky said that he wasn't running the company or owning a stock in the company. He was only the booker and PR person, and that the person to sign would be Duck Doug Gentry. I might be saying his name wrong. That's right. Uh, for, okay. Uh, for whatever reason, they wouldn't let him bring the paper back or have a lawyer look at it, but it was basically putting Sapolsky at risk for anything that the company perceived as damages if Feinstein was with the company and somehow it hurt a business relationship. Gentry was willing to sign and may have even done so by that point in time. So ultimately, everything is expected to be straightened out and should be no problem using any talent. Uh, it's also noted that TNA didn't bring up anything regarding wanting its wrestlers booked a certain way in storyline fashion or any other qualms other than uh, Rob Feinstein's involvement. Okay, so if you were to give me something to sign and you say, hey, you can't show this to a lawyer, I'm not going to sign it. Yeah, it's kind of sketchy. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of um, sketchy. I do feel like they 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 went into like panic mode with this over the past couple of weeks, which is understandable. I, sure. It's a it's a very uh, rough situation. But yeah, Bob, that's my final note for tonight. Yeah, that that's a uh, Ring of Honor and TNA certainly have a uh, interesting relationship. Yeah, they uh, do forever really it is today even today because now all of a sudden they're like using ring of honor talent right and And i know like they're not i know ring of honor technically doesn't have you know contracts or whatever but yeah it's very interesting uh they and apparently they're sticking around i mean they have these guys doing they're just bumping into each other they they don't know what they're doing yeah dude we got freaking heavy metal and Mason. Mason. Yeah. They were just bumping into each other. Now Metal stopped running the ropes. He just chopped dynamite just for the hell of it. Dude, this is a fucking mess. This is a train wreck of a match. That's it. Mason tagged in. Robbie Dynamite. Snap suplex on heavy metal. But uh yeah, I mean Ring of Honor, I mean Honor No More. Isn't that like a that's Honor a No More, right. Which is pretty cool. Diana Perazzo, who is obviously signed to Impact, is the Ring of Honor women's champion. How about that? Running powers and what's this guy? British Bulldog? Right. He kicks out. 
Force Heavy Metal kicks out. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, man. Uh, and I think that Ring of Honor and Impact is a company that probably should have been working together for a long time. But... Dude, since day one. Like, yep. what? why? Why wouldn't you? Well, we might have to look, look into why. But... This show is clearly, I mean, this is coming out on April 7th, so obviously uh, the announcement Tony Khan's been, what was that? Heavy metal, metal just got eliminated, which is really lame because I really liked seeing heavy metal, so I'm kind of disappointed about that. Seven to three now, huh? Uh, I'm hoping Tony Khan's like, hey, guys, guess what? I bought Ring of Honor and Impact. Streaming service is coming out uh, August 1st for $5.99. You can watch every event of AEW, Ring of Honor, and Impact history, including explosions from 2002 yeah, to right. 2004. Yeah, right. Specifically says that. <laughs> <laughs> Tina Cross the Line podcast, we heard you. We heard you, dude. We saw the tweets. They're beating up Hector Garza in the Team UK corner now. Mason's in with him again. Uh, yeah, we'll hopefully find some news out, obviously, uh, within days of this recording. But I I, uh, I got high hopes. And honestly, if that was a streaming turn of AW, Impact, and Ring of Honor... I'd pay some big bucks. I'm just saying. I just thought about this. How about you had AEW, TNA, Ring of Honor, and then Pro Wrestling Gorilla? Because I'm sure Excalibur would be like, dude, put my my shit on there. You know how much money I'd pay for that? (laughs) I'd pay a premium amount for that. Dude, I'd pay a lot I'd probably cancel my fucking cable service and be like, yo, dude, I'm just fucking watching wrestling all day. Sorry, Sarah. Screw you. We're watching fucking Pro Wrestling Gorilla tonight. Five hours long. And then New Japan was like, yo, hold my beer. We're going to put all our shit on there, too. It's like, yo, what's going on? 40 bucks a month? Sign me up. 40 bucks, baby. <laughs> Abismo Negro and Dean, Extreme Dean, excuse me, rolling each other up. No. Oh, Jesus. He just dropped him on his head. Why not? And then Dynamite made the save. I mean, if I was Dynamite, I'd probably just let him get pinned. Because it's like, dude, you just got dropped on your neck. I don't think you want to keep wrestling. Power bomb. Oh, Negro kicks out again. One more time, baby. Let's do it one more time. I'm going to tell everybody I'm going to do it one more time. And the guy's going to hear me say it one more time. So he's going to counter, and he hits a jumping tombstone pilot driver. And nobody's going to save for him. So and they're really close to him, so that's kind of interesting. They were right there. Just jump over the fucking ropes. Frankie Sloan in the ring here with Abismo Negro. We are 7-5. to five. UK is in the lead. So the replay, ready? Boom. I'm just, uh, I'm quiet here because I'm doing some research. I, I I have to know if we're ever going to see Team UK again. I have to know. So I'm looking up. I'm, I'm not saying anything just yet. Give me just a few minutes. Look at Heavy Metal is, is beat up Dave Taylor. <laughs> well, there goes any chance of Team UK winning. Right. Wow, dude. James Mason had an appearance in WWE. What did he do? Holy shit. He won a match against MVP on SmackDown? Who did? James Mason. He beat MVP? On SmackDown in 2008. 
in huh. the UK. His only, I, I, his only I bet appearance. you, I am willing to bet you that Matt, Matt Hardy cost MVP that match. I was going to say, he had to have been cost the match. That's what I have to guess. Hector Garza to the apron. Aguila kicks Mason. Abismo Negro off the top That's of the crossbar. Mason. Sorry. My bad. That is Frankie Sloan. That's Jungle Boy, and he's fighting Pentagon Jr. right now. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you guys now, uh, we're never seeing these guys again. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Team, Team UK specifically, by the way. Thank God. At least not this version of Team UK, I guess. Split like Moonsault Ooh. to Frankie Sloan. That's three. Uh... Seven to seven. James Mason in the ring with Mr. Aguila and uh, Robbie Dynamite. That's right. Just come on. Triple A, just what are we doing? Just fucking one, two, three. Shouldn't be this hard. UK sucks. The show sucks. I think this is almost a thumbs in the middle. We'll see how the main event oh, goes. Oh, fuck you. If you think this is a thumbs in the middle in any capacity. The next match could be a fucking seven-star match. This is getting a thumbs down. <laughs> hey, Look at this. Break. What is he doing? Weird cradle thing. thing. Okay. Yes, the shorter, stockier styles here. They've been grounding Team Triple A's with Don was talking about commentary. Gonna go or Aguila and Hector Garza are gonna throw it into each other. Yes. Oh God. Brutal collision. I think this has been the best match out of all of them so far. I mean, you have to be kidding me. Yeah, I am. I actually think the last was it the last tag match or the one before wasn't awful, but I think all these matches have sucked. Hector Garza and Aguila going up to the top. Both moonsaults. Nice. There we go. That's what you do, baby. Oh. You eliminate both other UK guys. How could you is... do a double pin when one set is not legal? But they're probably like, dude, we know this sucks. Let's wrap it up. Why is that Johnny Fairplay taking pictures on the ringside? That's not nice, is it? There's the America's X Cup. AAA is the reigning. I mean, they have yet to even have a chance of losing this thing. Look, there's Johnny Fairplay. <laughs> Did you see him? Yeah, I did see him. Bottom left corner. Yeah. Antonio Pena out here with the, with his team. Raving the flag. Not... He is so proud of his men to retain the cup. This is the biggest win in Mexico wrestling history. Mexican wrestling history. Oh, okay. Great job, guys. We're gonna send it to the back now, though. Dallas, does that mean that that's over? What? Does that mean it's over? It's over. Who's that guy? 
No, oh, we cut away. We'll never know. Vince, Vince Russo. Russo and James Storm. That's right. Chris Harris, Raven. Next week, he's yeah. James Storm is with him. He just clean shaved. Oh wait, Russo saying he listened to too many Raven interviews. I did not handpick Chris Harris. He's earned everything that he's got. He wants us one more opportunity. He's going to get it, but he's got to beat Raven next week. But also talking about next week, Jeff's going to come into the building. Oh, he's making an announcement because Jeff thought he was going to have the night off, but he's actually going to be fighting James Storm in a non-title match. That's right. We talked about that before. I didn't think it was going to be announced on the show. I thought they just probably said it online or something, but that's okay. So all I needed to fight. I didn't need a stick, a gun. No, I surely didn't need a guitar. I don't need no guitar. Yeah, your whole career, your whole life, you walk around like you're big and bad. No matter how big and how bad you are, there's always someone who will knock you down. And next week, I'm going to knock you down, Jeff, and you're not getting back up. Everybody knows. What I say about luck. So you know, about you. You know how bad I, I you know how much money I would pay to buy that TNA logo sign that's been behind him? Um probably an inappropriate amount. Yeah. Here we go. Mike TNA down must bring him up to speed. NWATNA.com. Yes, the Academy at the Asylum. That's right. How do I become a professional wrestler? Yeah, tell me. The Academy of the Asylum, baby. Oh, okay. You find out where to email. April 12th and April 13th. So you got check at the Asylum. NWATNA.com for all your information. Going over the lineup for next week. Simon Diamond. We're facing Swinger. Okay, so this is why we know the announcement, because they did this live in the audience. Oh, yeah. Frankie Kazarian, X-Division champion. Sanjay Dutt, that's right. That's kind of funny. I didn't even think about that. I figured I'd tell you earlier, though, to kind of get you excited. Well, I mean, it's certainly a better freaking lineup than today. That's right. Extreme Rules, Cebu, Monty Brown, Jeff Jarrett. Take on Cowboy James Storm. Is is this the first instance of using Extreme Rules instead of Hardcore or what? At least in TNA for sure. Well, I know that for sure, but like, I've never heard it called that before. Yeah, Harrison Raven, winner gets a fight in the cage. It's gonna be good. I can't wait. It's gonna be a good ass show next week. Oh, D'Lo Brown and Apollo backstage with Scott Hudson. Ask him why he took the mask off. Look at how he shaped the little triangle in his his uh, goatee there. 
Yeah, don't you love that? Your body's like, yeah, you're not a lawyer. I don't know what he said. That's what that's what he said. Okay, <laughs> deal. Thank you. It's a shame. It's a crying shame that your title match, your title reign, is going to last only one week. Really? Are we about to? Wait, a man from his past. Were they buddies before? The Grand Apollo. Really? So we're going to get a tag team title match apparently next week as well. Huh. So they're going to be we're watching the match closely. There. We're going to watch that match. Why is he saying it so aggressively? Walkout world tag team. Let's go, dog. Yeah, what a great tournament, man. This has been a great show, Scott Hudson. Thanks for having us watch it. And now we're getting a tag team title recap here with the creepy uh, graphics and all. Powerbomb neckbreaker combo, and that does it. Remember, oh, I thought you... that was I thought that was Kid Cash for a minute. I thought they just spoiled the fucking finals. It was just no. Well, hey, a little peek behind the curtain, though. That's kind of funny, who we can probably talk about. Um, was it two weeks ago, Bob? We were going to film a show, and all of a sudden, the, the huh. week after started to play, and we were watching, like, a video just like this, and it was like, wait a What the heck? Yeah. We haven't seen that match. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we were scrambling, and we had, to, <laughs> we had to figure out how to watch the show. Because I because I even said like you know I like how they remind us of shit and then we saw we saw Dallas and I was yeah, like the lead pipe thing we're like wait a minute <laughs> we, we haven't seen him yet what the fuck yeah so it was funny yeah it was funny now remember if you want to help edit these video packages you can send your resume into TNA Entertainment so yeah See, now there you go. Triple X beating uh, the Naturals. Andy Douglas being blinded by the cocaine. He couldn't make the save. That was a good finish, I thought. So I don't know a lot about video editing. As you could tell, that I messed up the name of whatever it's called. Uh, but oh, what? How, a, avid. Oh, avid. Yeah. Avid. But I, uh, the way they, they do them, I could do this stuff. I could be a video editor in 2004 for TNA. Well, I wonder if that's why they're saying, hey, we need someone that's a college uh, college graduate. That that's a good point. Expand on their video packaging. Yeah. Because all I they're really doing is like tinting the footage adding, and, then, adding some music. and then adding some music and then just playing it. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be cool to see if we'll see them uh, improve drastically. You know what I mean? Oh, they definitely. Yeah, they, they definitely. I know they will, but... I'm just saying, yeah. And maybe they're really looking for someone because they're closing in on this Fox Sports Net deal and they really want to make sure their stuff's like up to par once they get to uh, TV. Yeah. Yeah. Dallas, will you stand in the ring with us? The NWA, it will not be the size of the fight. It will be the size of the fighter. Ready. Gospel according. Say your prayers. 
Say your prayers. Oh, Skipper was watching in the back. Why is he so jilted? Dude, you should be happy this happened. You got them together. Russo restores order with tag tournament. The brainchild of Vince Russo. Do you think Elix Skipper's about to fuck them over? Kinda. That's what I'm thinking, too. Talking about the road to the finals here. He's going to be like, yo, guys, man, if you guys going to get together again, it should be because of prime time, baby. And then he could say, hey, if you guys come over to the, my place, we got this really great deal. Two meals, $20. Or if you really want to upgrade and get the steak, it's 25 <coughs> Yeah. Good cash in Dallas. Dallas not wearing his shirt this time. He was wearing the shirt before. We thought he was like covering something up. Now he's not. Kid. Cashed. Family Kid. member. Now remember, we do not know how they're related. We just know he's a family member. I thought it was his cousin. I think we assume that. I don't think they actually said it though. I don't think it's a brother. I don't think so either, but... What if Dallas is uh, his nephew? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Never know. Uh, Triple X getting individual entrances? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, Chris dude. Daniels. Not Christopher, Chris. I don't like that. He's Christopher Daniels. He's, Christopher He's, Daniels. Never... He's not Chris Daniels. Yeah, they got separate entrances. Daniels waiting up at the top of the ramp, though, for Loki. Bob, that spinning green light, I just realized uh, they're going to continue to use that for a while, are they not? They definitely do. Which is kind of cool. I didn't realize that. They like that, and they like the uh, like green lasers. Dude, don't don't get me going. I fucking love the green lasers. <laughs> every entrance. I'm trying not to say it every week about how excited things are, I'm like getting for some stuff, but like I'm getting real excited about some stuff. Well... I'm telling you, when uh, we get to the the TV era, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff early on that I just I haven't watched in forever. So that'll be fun to go through. Yeah, it is. Senior official Rudy Charles. Thank you for everything you've done, Rudy Charles, holding those belts in the middle of the ring while JB talks for 20 minutes. If you're following along, we are at an hour, 36 minutes, 52 seconds. Or if you like me, there's 18 minutes and 30 seconds left in your show. And let me tell you, this has been a long hour and 32 minutes that I've been having to watch this. For a second time in the span of probably eight months. I never watched the same show twice in eight months. And by God, I've had to do it for this one. Of all the shows. Well, maybe you should have reviewed them 10 years ago, Bob. Maybe I should have just fucking not done it. You're a completionist. You had to do it. Yeah, well, fuck, dude. It sucks. Because I remember when I when it came for me to review this, I when I looked at the card, I'm pretty sure I avoided it for like three weeks. You did. I think you were texting me about it. Yeah. I think it was like, dude, I can't do this. But then you were like... Does it get better after that? And I was like, significantly. And you're just like, power through it. So I was like, fuck. Yeah, you had to, dude. You had to just get through it. 
so bad, dude. Forever. And if you want to know what Bob thought about this show eight months ago, go on over to WrestlingRecaps.com. Bob has also been continuing his rebooking TNA shows. Uh, so if I curious, just published the second week. It only yes, took me did. five months after the first one. That's okay. If you're curious how Bob would book the first and now second NWA TNA pay-per-views, you can check that out over at WrestlingRecaps.com. Dallas, did you read it? No, I have not. Wow. But I will. No, you won't. I don't even need to read it. You asked me my opinion, so I, I get the inside I, detail. Yeah, but I didn't ask your opinion on that one. Yeah, I guess you didn't. I just did it. Okay, hmm. they think, actually... Look at the crowd, Bob. They did move some people. They definitely moved people to the left. They definitely did. I got some surprises in store for the weekly pay-per-view number three. And by the way, I am also booking explosions. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so... That's cool. Well, Bob, before we get too far into this, do we have any Indian nudes for any of these guys? Oh, shit. We're off to a slow start, so. Yeah, it's fine. I could have done this prior to doing the entrances, though, but it's okay. Oh, Christopher Daniels is a busy guy, man. He fucking wrestles a lot. Uh, da, 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 da. So, no. Well, wait. I lied. Yeah. So, Christopher Daniels uh, was, in fact, busy over the weekend. He wrestled in the 8th annual ECWA Super 8 tournament. Oh, wow. Uh, I believe that this was probably uh, covered in the PWIs because I feel like I might have remembered seeing coverage of this. But anyway, the in the first round, Christopher Daniels defeated Rocky Romero. Uh, in the semifinals, Christopher Daniels defeated Mike Cruel. And in the finals of the 8th annual ECWA Super 8 tournament, Christopher Daniels defeated Austin Aries to win the tournament. And this was on April 3rd, so four days before the show was televised. He accomplished that feat. I actually have that uh, EC, that Super 8, and I have yet to watch it. Really? Yeah. And I think that might have been Daniels' second time winning the tournament. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Because I think he won in 2000 as well. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's, that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, not much has happened in this match yet. Very, very stalling, messing around. Standing up, yelling at each other. Daniels and Kit Cash have not done anything. Uh, and then for Loki, he didn't do anything. Okay. And in fact, it looks like... Uh, holy smokes. That might be... This might be the last time we see Loki for a significant amount of time. On TNA? Mm-hmm. Well, if that's not a peek into what's happening the next week, I don't know what is. Yeah. Um, Lance Archer. It's Dallas. Dallas, big man, big guy. Uh, did he do anything? It looks like he did not. He okay. Busy with this. Kid Cash is our last fella. Cash with us. Yeah, he keeps control of Daniels there. Uh, Flexing as he's yeah. got Daniels in an arm bar. Okay, Cash didn't do anything either. Okay. Um, I decided, while Bob was looking that up and nothing's happened in this match, I decided I would take a peek behind the curtain over at WrestlingRecaps.com. And what did Bob think about this show we're watching? Now, listen, I'm not going to go through all of it. You have to go and read it for yourselves. But a couple uh, highlights for you. 
the the heavy metal and Robbie that heavy metal Robbie Dynamite match. Bob gave it a half a star and just simply wrote that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then one of my other favorites. I did. Um, I said that. You just wrote that sucked. Oh my god, that's so funny. Uh, Bob was, I've never seen Bob's reviews be this opinionated as the this specific show before. I mean, it's pretty impressive. On the James Mason versus Abismo Negro match, uh, you give it one and a half stars. That was a little better since Negro got to showcase some of his ability. These matches have just been a chore to get through. <laughs> and then my other favorite is after the... Um, Aguila and Garza versus Frankie Sloan and Robbie Dynamite match. One of the lines simply says, so I'm assuming TNA is well aware that Team UK are nowhere near the level of Team Mexico. <laughs> so, it's, I mean, it's a very uh, great insight. If you guys would like to check that out, I'm not reading all of it because it's uh, it's really funny. And I like to shit on Bob a lot, but he does have some uh, good opinions on uh, wrestling, although I don't agree with them all. But, you know, that's what's fun about it. Well, and nor should you. It's my opinion. I'm not going to sit here and say my opinion's correct. That would defeat the purpose of what a, an opinion is. You might think that John Morrison, CM Punk, in June 2007 is the best match ever. I might not. Yeah. So so here's the thing. If, if you're thinking or saying, I guess, that low-key is potentially not going to be showing up much longer. I think this could happen two different ways in this match still. I don't think that means that Kid Cash and Dallas are definitely winning because with Skipper involved, Triple X right. being back together, he could kind of take the place of low key and kind of use a freebird rule, which they've done before with Triple X during the sex and, uh, time period. Yeah, and that so, could be the tease as to why he's like looking over the shoulder. Right. I think that's actually a very good point. I think that they are definitely the pick to win this. Is They're Dallas. the favorites. Loki and Daniels are definitely the the favorites going into this. They have to be. Right. Dallas with some backbreakers tossing Loki. Oh my god. Back. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy mother. He just tossed him. He did. That was like nothing. And Loki just went sailing across the ring. That was pretty good. <clears throat> Wrestling recaps, guys. Telling what? you, I'm I'm just glad that tournament is over. <laughs> I'm, I'm closing it now. I'm closing it, but definitely check it out. Look at this double this, team. Yeah, an assisted standing moonsault. Dale's just uh, plopping down Kid Cash onto uh, Loki there. Uh, we're off to a bit of a slower start than I think I'd like in this. Well, Dallas, I'll tell you right now, compared to everything else I've been watching today, um, the pace here has been pretty good. Well, they at least these guys know how to work with each other. We know yeah. who they all are. Yeah. Even though Dallas is still pretty pretty fresh here uh, in the company, I'd still rather watch him than any of Team UK. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, yeah. Team UK was one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. I mean, it was honestly an embarrassment for... Like a country to have them represent as a team. You want to like, know, know what I would have done? What's that? I would have just given um, 
Dallas a fucking Team UK t-shirt and be like, dude, just act British today. You're probably- <laughs> just just fake it. Just fake it. We need we need it. We saw these guys training earlier and like they suck. So like, can you just do it? Thanks. Or like unmask Shark Boy and just be like, hey, dude, how's your how's your British accent? And then he'd be like, pretty good, mate. And then he'd send them out. Jesus. Screw it. Better than what we brought in. Cash getting beaten up in the corner. Well, I do think you hit a really great point with Johnny Storm. I think he had a good showing when he was in the couple times we saw him. I don't know why they wouldn't have included someone we would recognize if you've been a fan of the product. Well, I mean, there's so there's so many dudes. I mean, like Doug Williams. You have Johnny Storm. Uh, here's a – I'll throw a random one out there. Nigel McGuinness. Um, he had to have been known. I just – I don't know, man. It's weird. Even if you use Doug Williams and Johnny Storm, okay, we know two guys, and then you put two guys we don't really know. Did I know, like I said, like Abismo Negro, for example, before this? No, I did not. But now I do, and I'm familiar with him. Right. And if one or two guys out of the team sucked and not the rest of them, I would have probably had a little bit different of an opinion. Could this be an example of, like, guys not – and maybe you even said – oh, I guess it was for Japan. Like, they didn't want to take the visa or whatever? Uh, I think there's a good chance that there is just – there are some issues. Uh, it could be travel issues. I don't know. Cape Cash got a two count. After a nice counter, he did a moonsault to counter something and took down Daniels. Drop kick to like the top of the ankle. That was weird. By Cash. Now he's got like a head scissor chin lock on the mat. I don't think he's going to get a submission. Is Daniels going to submit? I don't know, dude. Anything's possible. <clears throat> you know, there's uh, a, like I said earlier, I don't know if I said it on here. I think I did. Oh, yeah, I did. But crowd knows. Uh, I've been watching a lot of ECW 2000. Right. I'm telling you right now, dude. If that if ECW had stayed around, let's say two more years, I think Kid Cash is a much bigger name than he is, or he is. You I guess. you know you mentioned that before, and I've you know I mentioned uh, I think Kid Cash is really underrated. You don't hear people talking about Kid Cash, no. but watching him throughout even just this TNA run, he's very good. Yeah. Look at this. And, like this, and this Double is just showing Hurricane Rana by the master of the Hurricane Rana. He he's displaying a, like great heel work here as he also hits a tornado DDT here. I think. Um, but if you, yeah, I think we've even said like Cash is not has not been a likable character just because of the Trinity stuff and whatever. But if you watch his ECW stuff, he's actually a likable guy. So he's more of a babyface in ECW. Oh, hundred, yeah, hundred percent. I haven't really seen any of his ECW stuff. I don't. Yeah, like. he's at, it's it's surprising. Like, he's able to pull off both as Daniels just hit an STO. After Cash came off the like middle rope there, so he caught him and hit it. Is he gonna get Loki in? Is Loki's wearing very weird blue shorts? There he is. Hits Dallas off the apron, comes back, kicks Kid Cash, goes for an Irish whip. Kid Cash counters because you can't you can't not counter that. Goes for a crucifix pin. Nope. Loki's another guy that should be much bigger, but. He kind of shoots himself in the foot. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like he is kind of his own worst enemy. It's kind of a different situation. 
Oh, I I just well, I just yeah. saw a clip on you uh face uh sorry Twitter where someone was like the the moment Loki's WWE career was over. Oh, was, right. and it was him doing the springboard kick and he kicks Ziggler right in the face and he like got knocked out. Yeah, wasn't it like <clears throat> that was what Survivor Series? Wasn't it like within a week he was released after that? Dude, it was wicked fast. It was really quick. Dale's going for chokes him on Daniels. Loki kicks him in the knee. Insiguri by Daniels. And for some reason, I, and I don't know the story, but he's he is like completely blackballed from Ring of Honor. Really? Yeah. I remember oh, they oh, did I didn't like, know that. They did like a fantasy Ring of Honor draft of like guys. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. And they did not even mention Loki once. Oh wow. Dallas was holding Loki up. He's trying to get armbar. Daniels kicked the leg. He got him down, but they just got broken up by Cash now. Wow, the I didn't know that. definitely picked up at this point. Yeah, we, we're picking up, which is good. Springboard kick Man. to da- Dallas by Loki. Daniels sent into the, rent, the guard railing. Cash has gotten a chair. At least he's trying to get a chair. He's struggling to fold it. Oh, Loki oh, going for and that's why. How, how? How? Does Rude Charles not hear that? And then be like, around, wait a minute, man. You used the chair. Oh, throws the chair at Daniels. Oh, wait. Oh, oh my oh. God. Now he's going to think that he hit him with a chair. Why would he hit him with a chair? Loki thinks Daniels did it. Keep Cash is laughing. Well, He's like, what oh. is your problem? Now Loki sees him laughing. Maybe he should then realize, hey, it wasn't my partner. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Hits Dallas over the head with it. Man. Rudy Charles, that one he really should have saw since everyone was on that side of the ring. Yeah, and he was also staring uh, outside the ring. Oh. He looked away as soon as it happened, though. I saw him. Yes, he did. There's the kick that knocked out Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, no kidding. Handspring kick goes for the cover. One, two. Does Cash have uh, a chair again, ringside? Or a pipe or something? Oh, it is a pipe. He hit Daniels in the back. I was going to say, he's going to have to hit him more than once to kind of knock him out. Loopy he there. did. He hit him the twice. The first one was pretty weak. Look, he rolled him in so that Rudy Charles had to check on Daniels. And now he hits the back of Loki, who's, who's on the back of Dallas. And then he's going out for the reverse crucifix bomb. That's three. Dallas and Kid Cash. That is an upset, folks. And here's the thing. You know what? Number one, that's the best match of the night. And if I swear to God, if we, when we do the the fucking best match, worst match next week, if this isn't the winner, I give up. Because, like, what is the point? Yeah, I mean, really. Wow, dude. Dallas, very, very new in the company, already having gold. I like it, and I like that Cash is uh, champion again because he hasn't been champion since he was ex-champion for, like, two months. I like that, man. Very fresh. And we're ending the show, it looks like, with a Simon Diamond promo. Uh, Simon has a problem. I think we're going to get a few different video packages here for next week. Well, I guess while that wraps up, uh, I think we both agree. It was a thumbs-down show. I don't even need to ask. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a given. Oh, yeah, here we go. D'Lo Brown and Apollo. That's right. We know who they're fighting now. Kid Cash and Dallas. Now, here's the thing. This is kind of crazy, Bob. I think this is a first time ever. 
We know every single match that's happening next week now. Really? Yep. Cash and uh, we can run down the card as this is happening, and we're going to see a lot of it. See, here's Monty Brown. Oh, we know they're probably going to run down every match. Yeah, so we got Swinger, Diamond, Kid Cash, and Dallas versus D'Lo and Apollo. Extreme Rules match, Monty Brown versus Sabu. That has got to be the first time they've ever done Extreme Rules. Even from, maybe WWE did it and then they just took it from them. But I don't know. I'd be surprised, to be honest. I'm thinking, too. Here's Kazarian. You know, we, we already know this. Frankie Kazarian versus Sanjay Dutt. X Division title match. That could be. That could be really good. And then we, we heard this one as well. We're getting that Jarrett James Storm non-title match as well. Don't need a promo. We just we already know that's going on. Yeah. And then of course, the final match. It's Raven. It's Chris Harris. The road to the steel cage match. Dude, next week. Okay. I don't think is a bad match on that card. I was just gonna say. For as bad of a show that this was, and I'm going to say the main event was good. That tag match with Dallas and Cash against Triple X, that was good. Right. The winner faces Jarrett April 21st. So we even know we had a cage match in a couple weeks. So even that alone. For as bad of a show this was, I think next week's show, just from like hype, is going to be that much better. Because I am definitely interested in that. Right, and we immediately, uh, we end there. We barely even got an end copyright thing. So, Bob, what was the total runtime there? Mine closed already. I already closed mine, too. It was hour 55.28, I think, or something. Yes, yes, you are right. Whoa. Well, Bob, we did it. Uh, This might even also go down as one of our shortest episodes ever. Thank fucking God. Because I don't think there's a lot to talk about. We already know what's happening next week. We discussed that. Uh, I like Dallas and Kid Cash winning. I think that's a good move. And uh, I think it's I think it'd be pretty fun. Uh, I am sure we are going to see Skipper rejoin Daniels uh, and then end up chasing the belts with him. That's what I think. Too, yeah. um, especially because what Loki was the one who just took the pin. So, yeah, I think that's pretty interesting as well. Uh, so I. I don't I don't know if I got anything else, Bob. I sure I, as hell don't. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of the show. Today sucked. I just want to go to next week already, and I want to see the road to the steel cage come to an end. That way we know just who Jeff Jarrett's fighting on April 21st. So for the for those that listen this week, I am sorry that you listened for two hours and 20 minutes probably. Yeah, I, I'm sorry as well. I hope it was at least semi-entertaining with some of these notes, but it was tough. This was a tough one. There wasn't a ton to talk about, but we, no. uh, you know, we did what we could. But if you I hope you enjoyed event, my pain. I hope you enjoyed my pain and agony. Because it was there. Yeah, it was. Uh, but all right, you know what, Dallas? If you don't got anything, I sure as fuck don't have anything. I am over it. I'm moving on. And we're moving on to better things next week. So until then, for Dallas Greeley, I am Bob Klein Jr. And this has been the TNA Crossline Podcast. <laughs>